The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When we expend negative energy towards others and the world around us, we push ourselves further away from our own success. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts with your host, Richard Levy. Our show provides a positive blueprint to what you could be doing in order to bring more success to your life. Now, here is Richard Levy. Warm greetings to you, dear friends, in the United States, Costa Rica, Massachusetts, New York City, and all around the USA. This is Richard Levy in Chicago. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts, where we talk about the thoughts and feelings you need to focus on and the actions you need to take to live the abundant and prosperous life you are so worthy of and deserve. Friends, do any of you have debt problems? How about spending issues or fear to face or even look at your finances? That is, how much are you taking in and how much is going out? How about worries about talking to your mate about their spending or perhaps admitting to them about your spending? Finally, do you have anxiety about opening bills or so much that you just let them stack up as if ignoring them will cause them to go away? If any of this might hit home with you and sound familiar, then you are going to want to listen in carefully to my guests on Wealthy Thoughts, Belinda Rosenblum, a certified public accountant. Belinda wrote Self-Worth to Net Worth, 12 Keys to Creating Wealthy Inside and Wealth Inside and Out with well-known psychotherapist Sia Rico. This book is the gentle kick in the pants you've been looking for to turn your net worth and self-worth around once and for all. Belinda Rosenblum left her thriving corporate finance role to address a major unmet need in our communities, transforming the way people think, feel, and act with money to give them back their rightful power over their money mindset and money management. She's now helping thousands of people discover how owning your money creates certainty, security, and the life of financial independence they deserve. Belinda is the president of Own Your Money, LLC, a financial coaching and training company teaching individuals, companies, and business owners how to make personal finance and small business success rewarding, manageable, and profitable. Her expertise is in high demand as she hosts her own TV show, radio show, and is a member of the National Speakers Association. She's been called on as the financial expert for Boston's TV networks, Yahoo Finance, SmartMoney.com, BusinessWeek.com, and the Saturday Evening Post. Dear friends, let's now meet Belinda Rosenblum. Hi, Belinda. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts. How are you feeling today? I'm great. I'm feeling wealthy here with you. Uh, thank you. You sound great 
Belinda, and we're honored to have you with us. Belinda, before we get to your fabulous book, which I entirely endorse, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to know you briefly. Belinda, you are a CPA, am I correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Since uh, 1993, yep. Since 1993. Did you start out in private practice or did you work for a large firm? Okay, I worked for a, yeah, right out of college, I worked for a large firm uh, in New York and in Boston. Okay, in New York and Boston, Mm -hmm. a large firm. Okay, Mm -hmm. you were quite successful. In fact, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Belinda, within five years or so, due to Mm -hmm. savings and good investments, you had a worth of over a million dollars. Is that correct? It was, um, well, close. Um, it was uh, by the time I was 33, which was five years after my whole, um, like, come to Jesus moment with my, my wake-up call, let's say, with my finances when I was 28. So it was a few years after I started uh, work, and so it was more like 21, 33, 12 years afterwards. But just a few years after, I really had to step in and own my money in a whole new way. Well, what happened? You seem to talk about an experience that come to Jesus moment. Would you share with the audience what changed your life? What was, as Dr. Phil says, the life-changing moment for Belinda Rosenblum? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so when I was 21, I had just graduated college and was flying high. I was in this high-powered job, traveling a lot, and really, literally flying high. Like, I was on the road, I was on planes every week, it seemed, and really stepping into this this new life. And if you can remember what it was like when you're 21, you know, there's just so much that you're juggling and trying to get a handle on and trying to wrap your head around. Well, within a few short months after I graduated college, my father had a stroke. And it was really just this, it just really like knocked me. You know, I mean, I was 21, I was so new and trying to figure out my life and then all of a sudden this happened. And then I was put in charge of the family finances. And so it made sense. I mean, I was an accounting major, summa cum laude from a major university, and my sister was away at college, and really there was no one else to do it. So it all landed on me. And it seemed fine at first, but what ended up happening was that I was just on the road. So what would happen is that I would come home, and I would find this mail there, and then I would end up picking it up, but then putting it back on the desk, taking my two days at home, trying to see my dad, maybe working out, catching up on some sleep, seeing friends, and then I would get back on the road. So essentially that those piles would just start to accumulate because each week I would just rinse and repeat. I'd come home, I'd pick up the mail, I'd throw it on the table, I'd run around on the weekend, then I'd head back. And so within the next seven years, you know, by the time I was 28, what had essentially happened is that it was all starting to pack up. And my friends were living this what seemed like a crazy, sexy post-college life, and my life was far from sexy at that time. I was piecing together my father's financial life. I was arranging home health care, and I was changing his diapers. 
like I said, <laughs> far from sexy. Well, I, I know what you mean. I mean, the giggle. It's, it's very serious, actually. It's just the way you put it. Please go ahead. My apologies. No problem. And um, and so once my dad's care had stabilized, over that seven years, I really built myself up to be a success, you know, to build up a successful career as an auditor. And mm-hmm. especially ironic because I would go into big companies and make sure that they had their books in order and that their operations were all running effectively. So I was making a good chunk of change and I had become quite independent. Unfortunately, I was saving. So that's really how the saving had started, but also the avoiding had started. So what then accumulated based on the needs of all the different places my dad was getting money from and all the different people that had to get paid, I was in charge of eight bank accounts, five credit cards, two homes, one rental property, and I felt like I could have added in a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) There was just so much to do. And it seemed like there were so many levels, but the reality is that my avoidance had just gotten out of hand. And then one Friday, I remember my sister had asked me what had seemed like some seemingly innocuous questions. And she had said to me, you know, like, hey, I know you're working a ton, so how are you doing taking care of the family finances? Is everyone getting paid? Do you need any help? And I took a pause, and I just took an extra breath, and I didn't respond right away because it was in that moment that I realized that I had really been living a lie. Like, I seemed like everything was all set, but really, I couldn't in full integrity say yes. Yes, it's all handled. So I told my sister that I would get back to her after the weekend, and then I did a terrifying thing. I collected all of the piles of mail and bills from all around my house into one place. And if there's anybody listening who also has piles all around your house, you can just imagine how scary that is. Mm. Right? And so even now I can feel like what what that experience was like. So then I put them all on the table, Mm -hmm. and then I sat down at that table, freaked out. And I could barely sit in my own skin. I just had to get up. And then I started pacing honestly, around my my living room. And I was thinking to myself, wow, I screwed up. How could I let this happen? You know, I was this A player accountant at work, and yet I was sitting here so ashamed that I had let it get out of hand, right? And then the the thoughts really started to go kind of haywire. Could my father get kicked out of the nursing home because I was late paying the bills? Mm -hmm. Would he get turned away from a doctor? Or what would happen to my job if they found out what a mess I'd made of my family finances? Sure. So, you know, it was just, it was a lot. And I, I, in that moment, I just felt so overcome and owned by my money, my papers, and the whole mess that I got myself into. My shame, guilt, and mounting avoidance had just paralyzed me. You know, they, they, I let them go for all these years, and then they really caught up with me. And for everybody listening, just know that I have a ton of compassion because I know what this can be like. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, I took a deep breath, and then I'll take one now and do that everybody do. And then I had my own what I call a come to Jesus moment, which is especially impressive for a good Jewish girl from New York. <laughs> I so it. I realized that financial independence didn't mean I had to do it alone that I really could ask for help and that that was going to be my best lifeline. And so I phoned a friend. I picked up the phone and I called my friend Annette. And I'm going to share with you what happened too on that call. We'll keep going yeah. a little more. Yeah, briefly. Mm-hmm. So so basically I picked it up, picked up the phone, and 
at first I just paused. I could barely speak, and I said, yes, I've been crying. I said, yes, I'm in a little bit of trouble. No, it wasn't the cops. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is okay. But I've gotten really behind in paying the bills and for me and for my father, and I just need your help catching everything up. Would you be able to come over this weekend and go through everything with me? And then there was a pause that felt like years, and it was just a few seconds. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, you can check your calendar. I said, yes, tomorrow at 2 o'clock would be great. So I hung up the phone. I was dumbfounded at how much easier it was. And then she came over the next day, and then the next day after that, and then two weekends after that, because I had gotten myself so paralyzed that she literally had to open the mail, show it to me, and then I would say to her, yes, pay it, or no, trash it. Well, and then over the next six months, I developed a process to deal with everything and a filing system to keep it all straight. So day by day, month by month, I taught myself a new money management system and really a new way of thinking and being with money. This is really well, where my own wealthy thoughts were able to start. And then within five years after that, I, I did what I teach now, and then I did. I became a self-made millionaire, made some good real estate investments, you know, really paid attention to my money in this whole new way, and then reaped the rewards. And what yeah, I learned from that I mean, whole experience is yeah. to own your money, not to own let your, your money, money own you. I got it. And that's a wonderful introduction, ladies and gentlemen. Own your money. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about Belinda's book that she co-authored, Self-Worth to Network. And her website is ownyourmoney.com. We'll repeat that during the show and talk about a free gift that Belinda offers to you. We're going to discuss her book. It is magnificent. It is fantastic. A lot of material to talk about. Sit back, relax, enjoy this, and help your finances come back to life. Belinda, thank you for sharing that intimate story about you and Annette and your late dear father. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend Belinda Rosenblum, and you're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Paramount Channel at Voice America. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Many of us know we should read our affirmations, visualize goals, and post in a gratefulness journal. But we put our success thinking at the end of the line, behind work, family, and other daily tasks and challenges. Richard's philosophy is that prosperity is more than just wealth. It's also about health, love, forgiveness, goal writing, and letting go of all kinds of negativity. If you are really serious about thinking success, attracting wealth, and feeling great about yourself, daily prosperity thinking has to become just that, a daily habit. Here's how to put your prosperity thinking first. Sign up for Richard's free no-obligation daily prosperity message on ThoughtsMakeYouWealthy.com. Then click Daily Prosperity Messages and join thousands of other people who are now putting their success thinking ahead of everything else. You are worth it. Again, visit ThoughtsMakeYouWealthy.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend, Belinda Rosenblum, a CPA, and Belinda had just talked about, uh, before we went to the break, how she had a breakdown and a breakthrough dealing with her late father's finances. Financially, sounds like he was in good shape. Belinda was not at that time when, due to her busy schedule, working as an auditor for a very large, successful accounting firm in Manhattan, in New York City. She was traveling so much, she somewhat just ignored the pile of bills going up, and fear, thoughts, anxiety just ran through her until she just cleared, waved the white flag, called her friend Annette, and they solved it. They took care of the finances. She felt better. She left the accounting firm, and she has written a book, and she is now a financial therapist, so to speak. And we're going to talk about her book, Owning Your Money. Uh, her website, by the way, is ownyourmoney.com and slash gifts. And we're going to talk about the gifts as we proceed on during the show. Self-worth to new worth. 12 Ways to Creating Wealth Inside and Out. Marvelous book, Belinda. Congratulations. You opened the book, Belinda, with a contract. Owning your life, taking responsibility for, among other facets of life, your well-being and being in charge of your financial destiny. So Mm -hmm. people should be responsible for their money. I know that's a duh comment and question, but people should be take responsibility for what they spend and what they take in. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I learned the hard way, and I really don't want everybody to have to go through the same level of breakdown that I did. So I want to teach you how to do that. But I think naturally we aren't really taught how to own our life or own our money, for that matter, in schools, from our parents. Most of the time they are presenting role models that we know that we don't want to be emulating. And taking responsibility has gotten a bad rap. So what I look to do is really make taking responsibility as sexy, fun, and cool as irresponsibility has always felt. And so by starting out the book with really this moment where you say, yes, I'm open to owning my money and owning my life in this whole new way, it really literally like opens the door for you to create a new financial future for yourself. Okay. Essentially, you start the book off, Belinda, you say, are you right? You are you, the, the reader. You are mm-hmm. counting on your net worth to create your self-worth. And then you say, in fact, it is the other way around. And then you ask the reader, say it out loud. My self-worth leads to my net worth. Would you elaborate on that? My self-worth leads to my net worth. Sure. So, I mean, that, that was really the prompting, you know, when I, when I had that realization, that was what inspired me to call the whole book Self-Worth to Net Worth, you know, and that's why it's at selfworthbook.com, because I really feel like it's our self-worth that becomes the foundation for what we can create financially, you know, in our bank accounts and our investments moving forward. And 
fundamentally when you step into this place of worthiness and your wealthy thoughts are certainly an important part of that, then you can create this prosperous financial future. But if you think about it the other way around, when you don't have a strong self-worth, essentially what you're doing is you're undervaluing yourself in the marketplace. You are giving things away for free. You're lending money and you're not seeing it again. You're not able to say no to your family. This may be asking for money when really we're enabling them and we need, really need them to step up in this whole new way. Maybe it's, it's you're in this level of avoidance and procrastination like I was, and that just fuels a downward spiral of more lack when it comes to your self-worth. And now the opposite, though, is that when you Mm -hmm. can really get out of that avoidance, the shame, the guilt, the stress, the worry, then you create this solid foundation, not of sand, but of real strength to build on to create your net worth. All right. So we all have different belief systems, and I love the way you put it in your book. Ladies and gentlemen, Belinda writes about (laughs) <laughs> your, what is your BS? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know what you're saying on the audience. That's not what I said. All it says BS. Belinda wrote it out. That's your, what is your belief system? A couple of them, you listed several, Belinda, and I love this. Uh, one is that this is what a lot of people, readers, might think in their mind of their, their BS, their belief system. Quote, I'm not good at money or math. End quote. Or another one. In order to have wealth of any kind, I have to work hard, effort, struggle, try. It doesn't grow in trees. And the third one of many. I won't be able to make money doing what I love. Belinda, what about this BS that you wrote about? (laughs) Well, I call it our BS also for the typical way that we think of BS because it's really – the the stuff that we tell ourselves that isn't really true, but we have come to adopt it as true. Our perception has become our reality, and then we think that this is what, this is all there is in life. Like, I don't find that people actually dream too big. I find that they're dreaming too small, and then mm. they're getting it, and they're thinking that that's all there is for them in life. So that when you have a thought or a belief system like I'm not good at money or math, then you keep attracting I'm not good at it. I can't do it. And you overcomplicate it and you put up roadblocks that essentially don't really exist. And we can all do one plus one equals two, right? We can all do very basic math. We have calculators. We have Excel sheets. We have great online tools now. But when we're stuck in this BS that says, I'm not good at math or I'm not good at money, then we never allow ourselves to transcend that to actually get good at it. And so part of my work is, is, and part of this first chapter is having people be willing to change and to shift. So it starts with awareness and then we move you through it to create a much more powerful belief um, instead of this natural BS that's been developing that's really not serving you. Belinda mentioned a moment ago, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just about people who think too small instead of thinking big. And we're going to come back to that in a moment. She addresses that 
in her introduction to the book before she starts with the 12 keys, and that is mm-hmm. you need to, ladies and gentlemen, at times step out of your comfort zone when you're mm-hmm. going after the rewards in life that you want. And you follow the guidance in her book. She will guide you through on a not a reckless way, but a, a strategy to attracting success. You talk about Linda, feelings of satisfaction with your self-worth and net worth, that they occur when you take responsibility for your actions, decisions, life, especially with your own money. So, how can one create their satisfaction, Linda? Hmm. Well, it's interesting because I think most of the time what happens is that people actually live their life when it comes to money mainly dissatisfied. They end up playing the victim. They're blaming other people. But when you keep blaming other people, it's kind of like you're drinking the poison and expecting them to die. You're the one that's ending up with a bank account that's way lower than it could be if you really stepped into responsibility, but really stepping in as CEO of your life and of your own finances instead of relinquishing that to the powers that be. And it's interesting because you mentioned the comfort zone. I love talking about our comfort zone because when we stay in our comfort zone, then we limit, we naturally limit ourselves and we allow our fear of going outside of our comfort zone to hold us back. And so the the option is that although you have to learn to live with a little bit of uncertainty, what ends up happening is that you create this much more fulfilling and satisfied life, enjoying the things that maybe other people don't get in their life because they're choosing to play small. They're choosing to stay comfortable. And I'd rather see you get a little uncomfortable to be truly happy than to stay comfortable, but also be unhappy. Well, that is great advice, ladies and gentlemen. Before we close today, I'm going to let you know how you can get in touch with Belinda. And she is not only a, a radio host, a TV host, an author, but she's a coach. And all through her book, she talks about how she's coached people through their anxiety, through their financial challenges, back to not only solvency, but to success. You talked about taking responsibility, and that's one way out of the victim role. It is claiming responsibility. And if that rings anything familiar with you, ladies and gentlemen, you'll want to read key number two about claiming responsibility. And then aim high, get out of your comfort zone. You have to play big to get big. Why are some people who either inherit a lot of money or those the famous people who win the lottery or people who are successful two years later, why do they subconsciously get rid of the money? What's in their worth that's causing that to happen, Belinda? Oh, sure. So it's directly related to what we were just talking about. Essentially what happens is that they're Their comfort zone is small. So their comfort zone says, this is all that I can handle. And so when you win the lottery, though, you have a whole lot more than your belief system, right, than that BS believes that you can handle. So you essentially, generally, will just get rid of it because it feels too uncomfortable. So you're buying things or giving it away, but that's why people usually within – I did the research when I was doing the book, but I want to say within like three to five years end up being in the same spot or even worse off than when they, than before they had the money. 
because it was just so uncomfortable. They literally couldn't keep it in their grasp. And so what Mm. I like to teach people how to do is really to get a little bit uncomfortable, to step out of your comfort zone and to step into what, really what I believe you're, you're meant to do in this, on this planet and that we can allow money to be a tool for you to help that happen. You know, we can allow your business, maybe if you own a business to, or your career, to be that tool for you instead of being the thing that holds you back. It can really be the thing that then mm-hmm. helps you to fast track what it is that you really want to be doing and have in your life. That's Very interesting because mm-hmm. a lot of people, Belinda writes about, ladies and gentlemen, put attention on what their parents did not teach them about physical responsibility or how their spouse or partner is not spending responsibility. This kind of outward blaming continues to reinforce the pain, proving they're right, that they're not worthy of wealth. And mm-hmm. if that is, if this is familiar to you, ladies and gentlemen, this chapter in the book will certainly help you. When we come back after the break, we're going to continue talking about complaining and negativity and how you want to let go of negativity in your life to become a wealthy person. This is great. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend Belinda Rosenblum. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you believing more and more in your abilities to attract a life of wealth, success, abundant health, and happiness? If so, you are doing it exactly right, and you've been listening to Richard Levy's guests on Wealthy Thoughts. Each guest on the show has overcome challenges on their journey to success and riches. Here's what they share in common. One, they followed their passion. Two, they took positive action. Three, They released negative distractions, emotions, and people from their lives. You are just as smart and can be a success in your own life. Take the next step. Let Richard Levy serve as your life coach. You can get 15 minutes of free success coaching with Richard. And if you sign up for three of his success coaching sessions, you'll also receive a free copy of his latest book, Thoughts Make You Wealthy, a DVD from his Think Like a Millionaire seminar, and his CD, Forgiveness is for Your Benefit, Not Theirs. That's over $150 in free gifts. Visit ThoughtsMakeYouWealthy.com now to learn more about getting your free 15-minute coaching session with Richard Levy. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts. 
My guest today is CPA, Certified Public Accountant, Belinda Rosenblum. And she has co-authored a magnificent book that I recommend, Self-Worth to Net Worth, 12 Keys to Creating Wealth Inside and Out. Belinda has a gift that I want to share. It's a free gift with you all, and it's called the Money Makeover Gift. Would you briefly tell the audience about your free Money Makeover Kit, please, Belinda? Sure, sure. So much of the time I hear from uh, from my... Uh, fans, readers, people who are just interested in this whole topic, really where do I get started? You know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm frustrated. I'm just not sure where to start. I, um, you know, I'm kind of stuck in this avoidance and denial and I'm not really sure how to create that makeover to turn around my own life. And so what I did was I put this together in this easy-to-use money makeover kit. You get it at ownyourmoney.com. That's our website, forward slash gift, G-I-F-T. And and you'll get not only a cash flow template to start to track everything, but there's a whole little ebook here so that you'll understand how to create this you know, really breakthroughs for yourself around what everything that we're talking about really today is a start. And if you know you want more detail, then feel free to just jump in with the book. That's at a different site. That's at selfworthbook.com. But I just feel like it's important to have these exact three steps in our non-judgmental process so that you can truly understand where your money went this month and every month. And I will walk you through um, whatever you need to make that happen. So uh, definitely worth checking out at ownyourmoney.com forward slash gift. Okay. And Belinda mentioned the book is available at selfworthbook.com. And Great. if you miss any of that, ladies and gentlemen, email me at wealthythoughts at gmail.com and I'll get you in touch with Belinda. Belinda, when you had the challenging situation with your father's mm-hmm. finances and bills, for a moment you may have been involved, you may have had a normal human reaction of denial, denying your re- re- uh, present reality. Mm-hmm. You talk about your book, we get more pushback from clients on this key than any other people deny and then the solution is acceptance is the answer to all my problems today as an affirmation would you talk about that how that brings peace of mind acceptance sure so so really what what key four is about except what is and it's really interesting um I think you read it online, but I'm looking at the hard copy right now, and it even has an index on the side because sometimes people just skip right to this chapter. It's uh, chapter four. Because when you learn to accept what is, then you can start to recognize the facts. I mean, fundamentally to everything I do is helping people to see the black and white and really take the emotion out of their money management. Once you can start to accept what is and really start to see the what happened and what's happening from all of the story and the meaning that you're putting around it, then you really have a shot at moving forward. And a lot of times people tell us, this is where all the pushback comes from, well, how can I accept what is because I'm not happy with how it is right now? But mm-hmm. what what our research has shown is that it has to start with acknowledging your current space and then you can start to shift it going forward. 
but it's like if you can imagine a GPS, right? You have to know I'm in Boston, so I have to know that I'm in Boston, and then I'm going to be taking a trip to California. But if I was actually in Texas, it would be a very different route. So it's important that we know where we are now to then build the path and the Mm -hmm. plan to where we want to go. Okay, got to know where you are right now and to Mm -hmm. make a plan to where you go. Very clearly Mm -hmm. put, Belinda. Mm -hmm. You talk about in the book, complaining is a verbal demonstration of resisting what is. And this statement I love very much because I think a lot of us can or could have in the past identified. As you complain more and more about money or your lack thereof, you may slip into feelings of poverty and scarcity. Could you talk about that briefly, please, Belinda? Sure. So essentially what complaining is doing is it's reinforcing yourself as playing the victim or reinforcing what you don't have in your life and how things are that you don't like. And so what we want to do is instead of expressing expressing and furthering that dissatisfaction, right, which then pushes you further and further into that negativity, if we keep doing that, then you just keep attracting more of what you don't want. And you, you create more and more of that in your life. But when, when we really want to turn it around, and this is why I call it a money makeover kit, when we really start to turn it around, then you have the opportunity to create a different reality for yourself. And so much of the time when we just complain, it's just, I mean, not surprisingly, creates more of that negativity in our own lives. So that's why we say, you know, just don't do it and practice verbal hygiene, which is essentially where you you pay so much more attention to what you're saying. I have one client now, I even have her thinking for three seconds, like stopping, pausing for three seconds before she opens up her mouth. Because what was happening is that she would open it up and then she would just blurt out these negative things and then it would keep generating more negativity in her life. So it's really foundational. And um, I go into a lot more detail in the book about it because I find that a lot of people even engage in uncommitted complaining, which is essentially complaining at its worst because you're just complaining for the sake of complaining. You're not actually committed to a solution. So when people come to me, whether they start with the kid or they're working in my my programs, we have these great eight-week boot camps, they finally are saying, you know what, I'm committed to a a solution instead of just to my complaining. Well, ladies and gentlemen, after each chapter, it's not just reading this book, which is very passive. Uh, Belinda and her co-author, Shia Rico, have you complete exercises after each each chapter. They have breathing drills. Breathing is very important for reducing anxiety to get in touch with your thoughts. Questions that perhaps have you reflect on your childhood where a lot of these negative erroneous thoughts about wealth or money came from. A lot of times some parents or religious upbringing or society and then and they have you journal. So it's not only reading, it's actively taking part in the rethinking of your mind, reprogramming. Belinda, you talk about money boundaries, a spending plan. You say, so how do you set boundaries around the use of your money? What do you suggest to people who want to make a spending plan and that 
four-letter word that you know, the six-six-letter word budget, which ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Francis says, is not a four-letter word. Your comments, please, as a CPA. Right, right. Well, I think that a lot of people just have such a, a bad connotation to the term budget, and it's sort of like diets, right? It just feels very constricting. And so, my approach is much more of, you know what? Let's step into getting you a plan, right? Let's use a quote budget as a way to focus and be intentional about where we want our spending to go. And so we included this in in Chapter 5, which is on setting your boundaries, because once you can set up your plan, then you can set boundaries around where you want your money to go, what you're going to say yes to, what you need to say no to. But it's not coming from this default place. It's coming from a more proactive versus reactive space when you're making decisions. And so that's why in the book we include one of our special templates and then in that money makeover kit at ownyourmoney.com forward slash gift, you get our special template too because that has just been so transformational to people's um, own mm-hmm. awareness once they're able to, to actually see where their money has been going in the past and then to be intentional about where they wanted to go moving forward. You talk about negative messages. All of us can relate to this. You talk even the most successful people, the Oprah Winfrey's to Donald Trump's, that's my phrase, not from your book, mm-hmm. at times uh, have to challenge their negative thoughts. A study found in school of mm-hmm. school children that 80% of the messages were negative. So we're surrounded by negativity. Do a lot of us learn negativity from about money and about life from our parents? Well-intentioned parents, I might add. Mm-hmm. Is is that uh, from the parents on where perhaps they learn some bad habits? See people either copy their parents' ideas on money or they go against what the parents said about money. Is that true, Belinda? Absolutely. I mean, I call it either matching or mirroring. So either they're doing the same thing and matching what they saw their parents do or they're doing mirroring where they're doing the exact opposite thing of what they saw their parents doing. Either way, it's often very um, ingrained in us because we saw this pattern of behavior and then we're continuing this pattern of behavior. And so what I want people to do is to start to then recognize where their messages came from so that they are no longer owning you. So much of the time, this is where our beliefs are coming from, and that's why by the time you get to Chapter 6 on Transforming Your Self-Talk, you're now recognizing that all of these beliefs almost have another voice inside of you that has a lot of power over you. And so what I want to do is put that power back in your hands That's why we have the the seven strategies for transforming your self-talk because you have a lot of years. I mean, we're talking 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of telling yourself a certain way based on the messages that you got. Honestly, Richard, usually they start between three and seven years old is when Mm -hmm. we start to form our beliefs about money and success. I find it interesting what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. You're so early, yes. Um, I say this again with love and affection to your late daddy, your late father. Mm. Belinda's father used to say to her, 
honey, turn out the lights. We don't have stock in Con Edison. And his well intentions were, let's save money by turning the lights out. Ladies and gentlemen, when you read the book, you'll be surprised to find when Belinda was going through the will or the family finances. Yes, we did. Daddy did have stock in Con Edison. <laughs> but she talks about the pervasiveness of negative messages, negative mm-hmm. self-talk. That's something I learned from, and I believe you can also. We'll come back after the break and talk to Belinda Rosenblum more about this fabulous book that I have grown from, matured from, and I believe you can also. I'm Richard Levy with Belinda Rosenblum, CPA. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com With so many success, get wealthy, and positive thinking books on the market, it's easy to get overwhelmed. And many books leave you feeling good for a few days. Then the old negativity sets back in along with debt and a mundane life. If you enjoy this radio show and feel motivated to go to the next level in life, you're ready for Richard's latest book, Thoughts Make You Wealthy. Learn how to write goals that work. Discover how to visualize your goals and design a vision board. Get affirmations that will empower you and change your life. Learn how to release all negativity in your life, including anger, fear, worry, and procrastination, all killers of thoughts of wealth. Richard will help you learn how to start and maintain the success, wealth, and abundant energy you need every day and for your entire life. If not now, when? Order your copy of Richard Levy's latest book today, Thoughts Make You Wealthy, at ThoughtsMakeYouWealthy.com. Order three copies to give as gifts and receive a free DVD from Richard Levy's highly popular seminar series, a $100 value, yours free. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy. We're talking to certified public accountant Belinda Rosenblum, your financial therapist. Be sure and visit Belinda at ownyourmoney.com forward slash gift, G-I-F-T, for her free gift to you as a money makeover kit. Discover the three essential steps to make more money and create financial security. Belinda. 
in the few moments we have left, mm-hmm. I found this chapter enlightening to myself, and I believe our audience will as will as well. Learning to love yourself, and you say there is no more direct path to happiness, worthiness, and abundance than learning to love yourself. Without self love, none of these other keys will be of any value to you. Your comments on self-love, please, Belinda. Sure. You know, and it's so interesting because when people think about me and they think of um, just the whole finance world in general, uh, I actually, I guess once they know me, then this isn't so surprising. But when you think <laughs> about the whole fi- financial world in general, you don't really understand, well, what does learning to love myself have to do with any of this? But really, that's so foundational to stepping into this whole new place of self-worth because when you're able to step into the sense of self-love, you can even start to recognize that taking care of your finances and taking care of your of your life is a form of self-care and I even view a way of taking care of your family and taking care of the things that really matter to you. And that much of the time we end up living very disconnected and separate from ourselves and I think that also is partly why we end up so disconnected from our money. Well, speaking of of being disconnected from money in the universe, this Mm -hmm. is a very empowering, empowering statement, I believe, from your book. There is nothing you need to do to deserve money. It is your birthright. And you continue, Belinda, Belinda, that Mm -hmm. don't forget the universe is an abundant place rich and giving to those who are willing to believe and trust in that fact. Would you in, emphasize to our audience, Belinda, how the universe is an abundant place? It is their birthright to deserve money? Sure. I mean, you know, it's interesting. It's almost like somewhere as a child, and I think it, it stems from some of the childhood messages we touched on earlier, that... We taught ourselves, I'm not worthy, because I can't tell you how much I hear from people, well, you know, I don't want to charge more because I'm not worthy of it, or I can't have that in my bank account because I'm not worthy, or maybe it's in relationship to, in relation to ourselves in relationship, right? But we put this unworthiness branding on ourselves, and then we think that that's all that we deserve in our life, and so... Mm-hmm. Really, when you when you embrace this idea in Key 7 of learning to love yourself and really getting that the universe is this abundant, rich environment for you to grow and thrive, then you're like, oh, well, it's my birthright to go grow and thrive. Who am I to play small? Right? How do I really step into this in this whole new way? Because really the blocks are coming from you. They're not coming from the universe. The universe wants you to be awesome and amazing and have everything that um, that's, that's there for you. And some of this, you know, I'm a believer of the Abraham Hicks and the Wayne Dyers of the world and all of this that really encourage us to step in, and Marianne Williamson comes to mind with this too, to step in and to step up to who we're meant to be in the world. And I want to see you allow your worthiness and your wealth to help support that. Folks, that's a statement of support from Belinda Rosenblum, who has experienced, uh, experienced a financial challenge 
Well, not so much directly with her, but dealing with her father's finances, is now a financial therapist, a coach, has uh, seminars, and she's written a book, and she has a free gift from you, which you can find at ownyourmoney.com slash gift. When people want to feel better, you talk about themselves, you talk about in your book, writing a letter of appreciation, which I love, because just before them, you talked about in your book, Forgiveness, that is, ladies and gentlemen, if you've made mistakes or botched up your financial life in a small or a big way, as Belinda writes in her book, there is a way you can forgive yourself and feel better about yourself, regardless of what you have done or did not do in the past. And one way to do it is to write a letter of appreciation. We won't be able to talk about that, but I want you to get the book so that you can figure out how to do it. But one solution is not spending. Is that correct? Uh, one solution to what? I'm sorry. A solution to, to, to feeling bad about themselves or about the past. Right. To, well, to, you know, when you're spending, pay attention to the feeling that it's generating in your body. You know, if you're feeling this, oh, my gosh, if I buy this, I'm going to feel really guilty or I'm going to feel ashamed, then don't spend the money in that kind of place because it's not really serving yourself. That makes sense. You know? And it's like we need to start to recognize that there is a connection between how we feel and how we spend. And, you know, the letter of appreciation is an exercise that learning to love yourself because that's often a great step for people to take when they need to start to connect with how do I love myself? Well, appreciation is a cornerstone of that relationship. And that's why for every chapter you have all sorts of different exercises. It's like a workbook, honestly, you know, that we built into this for all of our, our different kinds of learners. Mm-hmm. Well, a, a gentleman who was, is a learner who had a self-love is a Nazi, Nazi concentration camp survivor, Viktor Frankl, and he wrote in Man's Search for Meaning how you keep your attitude positive regardless of the direct that he lived in, that he survived from. Those who stayed positive, stayed focused on the goal and the solution, survived the concentration caps, those who gave up mentally gave up. And this is what we've been talking about this hour, ladies and gentlemen. It revolves around your thoughts. And one of my favorite chapters in the book is uh, the keys is the 12th key, develop a tolerance for joy. And I want you to be sure and read that. And it basically talks about your financial thermostat where you can raise your expectations so that you are mentally able to have higher, bigger goals. We talked about that earlier and have more wealth in your life. Belinda Rosenblum, thank you so very much for being with us today. You've been an excellent guest and enlightened us on how to feel our own worthiness to feel our own wealth. Uh, would you tell our audience very briefly they can get their free gift money makeover kit where? Sure. So you can get your money makeover kit at ownyourmoney.com. That's O-W-N-Y-O-U-R-M-O-N-E-Y.com forward slash gift, G-I-F-T. G-I-F-T. In the book? How about the book? The book you can get at selfworthbook.com, all one word. And um, you can also get it from our website, but that's just the easiest, quickest place is to get it at selfworthbook.com. And for those listening, if you do um, 
buy it from the show, I will um, autograph it as well before we send it out. How's that? Well, extra That's bonus. Oh, yeah. we hug you. Belinda, thank you, dear Belinda. You've been wonderful. Give my warmest regards to Valerie and Annette mm-hmm. and everybody who has touched your life, who has touched you, has touched us. We love to have you on today. And Belinda, I'll send you the link to the show later on this afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear a replay, go to my website, thoughtsmakeyouwealthy.com, click on radio shows, and you'll be able to listen to the show over and over. I know I will. Thank Thank you, dear Belinda, very much. Fantastic. And thanks for what you do to really transform the way we think, feel, and act with money, just as I do. So let's keep going with our wealthy thoughts. Take care. Thank you. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, whatever you think about, talk about, and write about is what you attract. Why not make success, wealth, and your goals to focus your attention? If you want a free daily reminder of this, please sign up for my free daily prosperity message at thoughtsmakerwealthy.com. This is Richard Levy in Chicago. We'll see you next Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, for another production of Wealthy Thoughts. Be sure and love yourself and appreciate yourself. We talked about that a moment ago. So long for now, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Thank you for inviting positive success into your life this week on Wealthy Thoughts. Please join host Richard Levy again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And this week, think of something positive you can do to bring success to yourself and others. 